0: Right here we go. Putting another week in the books. Things are happening quickly. Oh, I mean, time flies when you're having fun. We're having an awful lot of fun here over on Damon Bruce Plus. Welcome back to the Plus. So many of you gather early. Love seeing that. It is good having you here. And today's a day where we're just going to kind of cobble together, go over some of the bigger stories of the week and a few things that slip through the cracks that are certainly worth getting to before it's all said and done. Uh, Obviously, We got the NBA finals continuing. That's fun. I like that. We had a Stanley cup finals come back to life last night. I like that. I hope that you do too. Uh, We got stuff getting into and uh, this team just happens to be in town and I'm going to go and see the Cubs for the first time in a long time. It's been a long time since I've been to a Chicago Cubs game. They're in the park tonight taking on the Giants, so I'm heading on out, and it should be a good one. Uh, Jack home sick from school today, so we're going to keep this one a little bit briefer because uh, i, I got to get on uh, some childcare duty before I get out and get my... Has to go out tonight from Mrs. Pluse, who has been more than accommodating. So, look, we have uh, an awful lot to get into and not that much time to do it. We'll never waste your time here. In uh, the old medium that I used to work on, not only do they have to waste your time by stretching segments longer than they need to be or hours or day parts longer than they should be, but how time is also being wasted is just by the medium itself and how it exists. And I'm not here to bash Sports Talk Radio, but Chris Russo, one of the founding fathers of Sports Talk Radio, basically has said, and he did so in an interview on Barrett Sports Media, if something happens at 7 o'clock tonight that's huge, by the time I get out there at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, people might not want to hear about it anymore. In other words, it's already been talked to death. This is why I love being on YouTube. This is why I love doing the podcast, because whenever something that happens that deserves our immediate attention, we can come down here, click go live, and just be in the conversation immediately. And look, I'm not ripping radio. Radio can only exist in the universe in which it lives. And when you are Beholden to a day part that falls at a certain time in a 24-hour clock, that's that's when you come on. I mean, uh, you used to have to wait until 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the afternoon for me, me and Ray Ratto, me, Ray Ratto, Matt Kolsky. You'd have to wait for it. And there were times where I'm like, God, by the time I get to this microphone, it's going to be an old story. So that's why it's an awful lot of fun to be here. It really is, and I, I hope you're digging it, too. The more we keep putting it down, people keep picking it up, and I appreciate that. Uh, Let's get to uh, where are we subscriber-wise here? Where is this experiment right now? This grand experiment is five thousand six hundred and thirty three subscribers i i can't help but not notice that all five thousand six hundred and thirty three of you are not watching right now so if you are go ahead and hit that like button tell a friend about this that you think might like it and hopefully they'll be here next week clicking like subscribing commenting becoming a straight up pluser i heard it's a little bit addictive at least it seems to be for the early crowd that keeps on coming in um Hey, let's get this to 5,700 by Monday. That would make me very happy. That would make Mrs. Pluse happy. Hey, we got a sick kid at home. Maybe it would make Jack happy too. So, you know, he needs to know where his bread is buttered, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, Let's see. What do we got? Something that is really not getting talked about nearly as much as it probably should is the fact that we are less than two weeks away from an NBA draft and the Warriors haven't announced who their next general manager is. Now, There's a lot of different directions, but, you know, it's the old, what is it, Occam's Razor. The easiest explanation is probably the right one. Isn't that what it is? Something like that anyways. Well, it feels like since we've had zero buzz about any candidates being flown in. It feels like since there has been zero broken news by a beat writer in another city who is saying that, you know, person X is going to interview in city Y, like there's just, there's been nothing about it. There's been no source from any traveling plans to speak of or or anything like that, which just makes me think that this is Mike Dunleavy Jr.'s job. And... A lot of people, I can hear your eyes rolling already. I can hear it. I don't know if Mike Dunleavy is going to be good at this. To assume that he's going to be bad at this is totally unfair. Who knows when Mike Dunleavy Jr. will be? Could he absolutely set up to be a yes man and a mouthpiece for Team Lacob who's really going to be doing it anyways? Yeah, that's, that's a possibility for sure. I would also like to think that there's enough basketball integrity baked into Mike Dunleavy Jr.'s entire life where he wouldn't quite let something that atrocious happen. Um, Mike Dunleavy Jr. is a straight up basketball lifer. Uh, He has spoken more basketball. Before he reached the NBA in just his family, than he has since the NBA basically, you know, used him up, spit him out as a player, and now he has joined Bob Myers as his assistant general manager for years now. And again, because of that, because of his great stock, because of the fact that he's been in this game since birth, basically, um, he understands the team as it's constructed. He understands the personalities, which range from stoic too delicate on this team. Um, He understands the tone that the last guy set, the last guy, of course, being Bob Myers, because he worked hand-in-hand with Bob Myers. Let's not judge this move, number one, before it actually happens, because it has not happened. But let's not judge this move when I do think it will happen. And I bet you it's announced early next week that Mike Dunleavy Jr. has officially been promoted. Remember, Bob Myers is still in the building until the end of June. Um, but you know, it's just, it's a story that since nothing has happened in any element of this story, attaching rumors, who it could be travel plans, interviews, contact made, there's been nothing, which makes me think that this is coming internally. So I think that that's, what's probably going to happen. Um, Lots has been made this week, and this is one of those things that we didn't really get to here. Lots has been made this week about Steve Kerr's appearance on the Draymond Green podcast, where Tim Kawakami basically summed it up perfectly when he said, and I'm going to read this to you, because basically Steve Kerr, before I start reading what Tim wrote, he, he basically was telling Draymond, that he was really impressed with the fact that nobody on Miami's team ever dobbered down about playing time or sulked. And, you know, when they were pointed at and they checked in, it was a just everyone understood that I'm here to do whatever needs to be done. No pouting, no agenda, no sulking. And it felt very much like he was directing these comments at Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga. And based on Draymond Green's smile, I don't think inferring that is too far out of the realm of truth either. It felt like it was a, I'm talking to these guys without bringing up their names. Tim Kawakami writes... This was a strained season that continued through the postseason. Why else would Steph Curry feel the need to give a rare speech to the team on the day before Game 7 against Sacramento? So maybe Kerr was sending a not-so-subliminal signal to Poole, Kaminga, or anybody else by praising Heat players. Maybe it wasn't so subliminal. It certainly wasn't the first one he sent. And that's the thing. Without name and name, Steve has sort of been talking about this all year. When he's talking about connectivity, he's not just talking about connectivity on a basketball court. He's talking about connectivity and the way that we deal with each other, the way that we talked with each other, the way that we understand our roles and how they all connect within the framework of a successful team that's got more to accomplish than anybody's personal agendas. Like it's, there is something there, no doubt about it. Now, anyone who wants to say that there is something that is there that is so damning, you can expect major overhauls. I don't necessarily think that's the case, and honestly, if it were up to me, I wouldn't do it. Now, the only way to lop off a singular player without it being a crucial player, although I do think Jordan Poole is crucial, um, and I'll make the case for that in just a second, but I really believe... That there's been no sign of an unwillingness to spend money from Joe Lacob. And I'd be surprised if we're going into this year with that directive right now. Now, maybe Jordan Poole is traded. Maybe Jonathan Kaminga would be traded. And I would not trade Jonathan Kaminga. There's still so much to learn about him, still, so much we do not know. And People will say that, well, what we know about Jordan Poole is enough to now trade him. He gets a little dabber down. He had a really weird year. Obviously, the punch, him, and Draymond, there's history. There was Steph Curry, visible frustration. Clay Thompson, visible frustration with some of the choices that Jordan Poole made in the playoffs and in the season. And I'm not begrudging anyone's criticism of Jordan Poole. Players, fans who want to talk about what a defensive liability he is. He has opened himself for all of those punts to land directly on him. He has. Uh, I wouldn't give up on Jordan Poole. I just wouldn't. He's a guy who played every single game last, last season. Postseason two, he averaged, and what we all agree was kind of a bad year for him. He averaged 20 points, four and a half assists, and three rebounds per game. He'll turn 24 next month. He's still a baby in this league. Now he's making big boy dollars now, which is going to push the Warriors into a level of Joe Lacob could be uncomfortable with it for the first time in the franchise's, you know, luxury tax situation where he just says, all right, enough is enough is enough. But I really think, you know, if you ask me what needed to happen, and I was talking with Larry Kruger and and Cyrus about this the other day, what I think really needs to happen, and this is going to sound like the exact opposite of trading Jordan Poole, I think Jordan Poole needs to be put in the starting five, and Klay Thompson needs to go to the bench. That's what I think needs to happen. I think that makes the Warriors a better team instantly. It's a more of a buy-in from Poole. It's allowing Clay to not just have a great February, but hopefully he can, with less workload, summon the Clay Thompson that we used to know more frequently. And the key, I think, is not who the Warriors draft or who they might trade to then move up in this draft to take, because we have seen time and time again, Steve Kerr is not you know, in love with the idea of playing young players. The player that they need to draft this year can't be a young project. He's got to be ready to play on some level, but not more than the level of Patrick Baldwin Jr., Moses Moody, and the young guys on this team that need to take a step forward, and that to me is Jordan Poole as well. There are no questions about this guy's work ethic. Well, there might be some questions about his attitude. He's 23. How many questions could we have brought up about your attitude when you were 23? Certainly plenty were brought up about me when I was 23. How's that attitude doing? But no one could ever question my work ethic. You can't question that about Jordan Poole either. To me, that that means something. He'll be 24 years old next month. To just assume that this guy is instantly going to have everything together and operate on the highest level of professionalism is, is wishful thinking. You'd like it to happen, but everyone operates kind of on their own timeline. I'm not making excuses for Jordan Poole. He's just a real NBA scorer. And I think in a league where scoring is at a premium more than defense, just straight up, and that's the way this league is now rolling, it's tough to walk away from a kid who's not even 24 giving you 20 a night who's been in your system since the day he was drafted. It's only money, Joe Lacob. It's a lot of money, but it's only money. And God have the Lacobs made an awful lot of money off the backs of the Golden State Warriors. So, I'd I'd keep it rolling. The mission is simply this. Try to get Steph to one more NBA Finals. That's it. That's the mission. That's all that matters. We got some weekend baseball. Weekend baseball starting tonight. Like I said, I'm wearing a Cubs t-shirt. There is no coincidence there. The Cubs are in town. Marcus Stroman against Anthony DiSclefani taking on the Giants tonight. Uh, I, I was reading ESPN's baseball power rankings, a column I usually avoid, you know, power rankings to me. That's about football. That'll be about a, uh, uh, you know, the, the big 10 conference or something like that. That, that, Those are the power rankings I'm interested in. I'm not a big baseball power rankings guy. Um, but the ESPN power rankings of the San Francisco giants kind of nailed it. They did. They said, the the middle-of-the-pack Giants have a middle-of-the-pack offense, one devoid of stars, and long on interchangeability. This doesn't mean they can't win, but it doesn't mean the real MVP of the organization might be whoever writes the marketing copy that effectively makes this team look sexy. Harsh? Yeah, probably. In other words, there's a lot more to sell than come out and see a big star. It's, don't you love this team? Don't you love this town? Don't you love baseball? But they do have some young, interesting pieces now. They really do. I think that saying that the Giants are devoid of star power is true. To say that they lack a lineup that is devoid of interest, thats thats or they have a lineup that's devoid of interest, that, that to me is not true. I'm interested in the rookies. I'm interested in J.D. Davis. Lamont Wade Jr. is pretty damn good. Uh, Estrada is having a hell of a year. There are interesting pieces, as long as you're a Giants fan who is interested in these pieces. But to the casual baseball fan, the fans that they need to make sure there are 30,000 people in there each and every night, yeah, the team's devoid of that, there's no doubt. And the star power that they chased after in the preseason, in the in the offseason, I should say, didn't land. That's why it was one of the more embarrassing offseasons. But look, Haniger can hit a little. Hopefully he stays healthy. They're interesting. How about this? I don't even know if they're interesting. They're not uninteresting. I'll give the Giants that much. They're not an uninteresting baseball team. (sighs) Meanwhile, the power ranking continues. Right now, the Giants' top three in runs created are Lamont Wade Jr., Tyro, uh, Tyro Estrada and J.D. Davis. Certainly, this speaks to the organization's ability to help extremely, uh, externally acquired players become the best version of themselves. Wade has exemplified this. He entered the season having struck out more times, uh, more, more than twice as often as he's walked in his career. In this season, his walks and strikeouts are about even. He, he's become a plus 400 OBP standout. So, you know, he's getting better. And it looks like this team is, is getting back to the idea of coaching up the talent that it has, which is good, which is good. Uh, Nevertheless, though, somehow a franchise that featured Melot, Willie Mays, Barry Bonds, and so many other generational star hitters needs to locate its next one. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt that this Giants team would look a lot better For a lot of reasons, baseball reasons, marketing reasons, casual fans watching reasons, if there were a star in the lineup, which is why they tried to add one. Why they didn't, that's a story I'm tired of talking about. Cubs, meanwhile, they're a weird team. That's just a weird baseball team. They've lost four in a row. They're 10 games under 500, but their run differential is only minus eight which means it's not like they've been getting blown off the field. Um, Dansby Swanson's been a good addition. Cody Bellinger was hitting 271 with seven home runs, having the season that the Dodgers thought he would never have again until he went on the injured list. So a couple of middling baseball teams at it tonight in a gorgeous yard. So I'm going, and I'm looking forward to it. Meanwhile, the, uh, the A's bring their 14 wins to Milwaukee. Woo! Uh, should they get a win this evening? They'll have their first three-game winning streak of 2023. Oh, my God. The first three-game winning streak today is June 9th. It's a great day to go and get a sandwich at Ike's. My man, Ike, is serving up delicious sandwiches to you from many locations. Go get yourself one, and on Thursday next week, I'll be at the grand opening of the Brentwood location with Ike. It's going to be a fun day. Come on out. There's going to be uh, deals galore on what is Tim Lincecum's birthday. Just throwing that out there. Maybe it's involved in the promotion. Uh, I also want to thank and I will be into a bottle of blackened whiskey at some point this weekend I like a little nip on a Friday or Saturday night little nightcap with the wifey wife oh yeah you want to throw a rock in there you want to get out the cast condition which will send your nose hairs a little bit but you sip it neat and it's really nice I love blackened whiskey we're going to show you that degree of love when I carry it like this, when we get to Club Plus. And I certainly love the sponsor that joined us this week. A great first week for Uncle Boys. We certainly hope it's been great for Uncle Boys. I've seen so many listeners show how great they are. So many viewers have already gone and patronized to no, patronize or it, 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 they've gone and got a burger and uncle boys. It's a delicious cheeseburger in the inner rich. Yeah. Patronize uh, the it's it, it patronize. It may sound like you're condescending or something, but no, no, no. It's, it's they're really, they're patrons and they're showing up and they're doing business. Uh It is fantastic. It is a locally owned one restaurant burger joint. It's on Balboa and fourth in the inner rich. If you're out this weekend, when you go in there, tell them you're a pluser. Tell them that you watched the damon bruce show they'll want to hear that they'll they'll want to hear that we sent you in there and go in there and spend some money and tip generously and get your burger to go and get your onion rings and you'll be really happy you did it is the official cheeseburger of the Damon Bruce Show, baby. Damon Bruce plus army, down with Uncle Boys, And I absolutely love that. Thanks to all of you. I've been getting videos. I'm reposting it. Hey, when you go, when you get a bottle of whiskey, a sandwich from Mike's, or a burger from Uncle Boys, hit me on social media. I want to amplify that. I want to put that out there. I also want to amplify what a rolling clown show, the Las Vegas A's experiment has begun with. If this is indeed going to happen at all, the uh, A's do not have the votes through two days of special sessions in Nevada. So guess what they're doing? They're sending everyone home this weekend and they'll be back at it on Monday. The governor is trying to ram this shit through and I just do not know why because... They're trying to amend the language, tack on a little pork that might make a no vote, turn it into a yes vote. If the A's will agree to this, now all of a sudden you'll agree to vote yes on it. I'm telling you, Nevada, Nevada, don't fall for it. Every single person whose instincts are telling them this don't look right to me, this should be a no-go, follow those instincts. Don't let them invent a sentence or two of bullshit that will change your minds. Follow your instincts. Vote no. It should be a unanimous no vote, to be completely honest with you. That's how bad the presentation was. We had Ben Ross, who covers this, on yesterday and neither, could, uh, neither of us could illuminate a single thing that the A's have done well in this process. And again, remember, this is a process that they're very used to. This is a process that they're familiar with. When it comes to begging for money or trying to get a stadium done, they've done it so many times, you think that they'd at least be practiced up on it by now. Nope. God, they're bad at this. They're bad at this. I want to talk a little bit about the big story in sports that came from the golf course with Liv and the PGA Tour deciding to, well, they're not partners. Saudis bought the PGA Tour. That's what happened. It's hard for me to not feel like a sacrificial lamb. That's from Rory McIlroy, who says he hates live golf, but has come to terms with it as he rationalizes and reconciles the new world of professional golf in real time. Calls for the commissioner to resign have been very loud. Uh, One player suggested it's time to get over 9-11. Like, that's how the week's gone. That's how the week's gone. It's a very weird week, but that's what happens when you take dirty money and then everything and everyone around that dirty money becomes compromised. That's what happens. Great job. Great job. You know what I would do if I were Tiger Woods? And if I were Tiger Woods, I, you know, I wouldn't be behold, beholden t- to the PGA Tour or how much I used to love it because that is no longer what you used to love. If I were Tiger Woods, knowing that I don't have much professional golf association golf left in me, I would resign. I would call for resignations across the board. I wouldn't shame any remaining PGA member, but if I were him, I'd just say, I'm done. I'm good. I don't need to be in business like this with these cats anymore. Tiger If he were to have that press conference and burn the bridge down at that press conference, do you realize that in his career, you'd never hear anything about a Perkins hostess again? Like Tiger, he's pretty much all the way back as it is. But the amount of love for Tiger Woods would just explode. Absolutely explode. I know the chat room is officially exploding. The first man in today was the postman from Capitola who said Send it in Jerome. I can prove that. Send it in Jerome. Let's plus. Thank you very much, postman. Uh true blue forever. Before the show started today, said that uh he was listening to the Nevada Assembly and it's just it's hilarious. Goes on to say, I love how they're including playoff games in the A's Vegas projections. Yeah, that's a little bold, right? The team has got 14 wins right now, and they're talking about how, yeah, the playoffs are coming. Come on. I mean, a few years from now, go to worst to first, but that can happen. It just can't happen with John Fisher, who is the problem and is the only problem with the A's. Not their fans, not even really their stadium. That's why I'm going to be at the Coliseum on Tuesday next week, joining the we're showing up boycott. I love it. It's going to be good. We will take video. We'll share it with you the next day. We might even go live from the bleachers. If we have the Wi-Fi capability to do so, we all know that that's a a big question mark over there, shall we say. Today is Secretariat Day, by the way, not Secretary's Day, Secretariat Day, 45 years ago today. And I urge you, I truly urge you, if you have not seen the footage of Secretariat at the Belmont, to watch it. Watch it this afternoon. It's remarkable. 45 years ago today, Secretariat won the Belmont by about 25 lengths. It it might be. It truly may be until we saw some incredible finishes in the pool recently where, what was it, Lily King was finishing her 4,000 meters ahead of, like the person was a full 30 seconds behind her in second place. 45 years ago today, Secretariat won the Belmont with a time of 2 minutes and 24 seconds, which is officially a record that will never be broken. He was cruising. I know it's hard to sell you on black and white grainy horse racing footage, but believe me, it's worth watching. And the call, the call from the track announcer, Secretariat, like a glorious machine or whatever, like a, like a superb machine, like an incredible machine, whatever it is. That's a great call. And you got to see it. It's really good if you're a, a sports buff. These are things you care about. Again, if you're a sports buff, you probably don't watch a lot of hockey, but when it comes to the Stanley Cup, you're willing to tune in, right? I mean, it's the Stanley Cup. The championship round of tiddlywinks is something that I would turn into. Um, after laying two eggs in Vegas, the Florida Panthers rallied in dramatic fashion to win game three on their home ice. Panthers are now 7-0 and in overtime this postseason Vegas is up 2-1 and looked like they were going to be inviting Broomhilda to take home the Stanley Cup for one night this offseason. But Broomhilda will not be on ice skates. No Broomhilda on ice. Game four is Saturday night. So a little something to watch Saturday night. Hopefully you're interested in that. Like I said, a coughing at home from school. Little under-the-weather Jack today. Seriously, he is coughing like a a three-pack-a-day smoker, deep lungs. So um, two things to wrap up a show before we get into Club Plus. The condescending headline of the week that I really wanted to get to earlier this week but didn't. I got to get it in here right now. Uh, This was an article about Victor Webinyama and what his summer looks like, and it was on ESPN, and it said the NBA is fine with Victor Webinyama's debut happening in Sacramento. I'll explain. He'll be playing in the French League final starting this weekend, and then the San Antonio Spurs will almost certainly make him the number one pick in the NBA draft on June 22nd, and ESPN says... That means the French star's summer league debut comes in Sacramento instead of Las Vegas in early July, and the NBA is fine with that. How condescending. What do you mean the NBA is fine with that? They damn well better be that is a league-sanctioned summer league. What do you mean the NBA is fine with that? What, that, that, what, they can't position it as super cool because it's not happening in Las Vegas and it is happening in Sacramento? Who the hell wrote this story? The NBA is fine with that. I'm sorry, Sacramento. You deserve better. Light the beam. Light the beam. That's bullshit. It really is. The story continues. While the NBA Summer League in Vegas is the biggest with all 30 teams in attendance and commands the most attention... There are smaller summer leagues that precede the Vegas event by a few days, and Sacramento plays host to one of those events, and the Spurs are one of the six teams heading there. Why would you ever sell it as anything other than, this is Victor Webenyama's debut? Who cares where it is? It's on a basketball court that the NBA is affiliated with. That's what matters, not, oh, it should happen in Vegas. It'd be a lot cooler if it were. Why? Why would it be cooler in Vegas? See, so go play blackjack. Hand jobs would be easier. Why would it be cooler in Vegas? What what makes Vegas cooler? Just in terms of I'm at home watching a debut on a basketball court. It's ridiculous. And here's how the whole thing should have been positioned. Not only are the Spurs headed there, but so is Charlotte. And guess who's got the number two pick? And guess what the first game of this summer league schedule happens to be up in Sacramento? It's San Antonio versus Charlotte. So you're going to get the number one pick in the NBA draft versus the number two pick in the NBA draft right out of the rip. How is that not the lead headline? How is that not in the lead paragraph? Not the NBA's fine with Sacramento. Who the hell wrote that? Look, I'm not going to go as far as to say, I roll with you, Sacramento. I'm down here in San Francisco. You wish you were. But I'm not here to disrespect Sacramento. Sacramento's a great town. Uh, fun basketball team again, and the NBA is more interesting when the Kings are good. So I'm happy about that. Light the beam. I'm pro-Sacramento. I'm certainly not anti-Sacramento, but the douchebag who wrote that story sure seemed to be. Rolling with the sack. Speaking of rolling with the sack, when it comes to sacks of weed, I've been doing that since about high school. You know, I know what I'm doing in that department, and Uncle Damon's got a little advice for someone who clearly needs it. The headline in the Washington Post was, Bothered by pot smell, she sues her neighbor to stop smoking, and won. I'll read you the story, and then I'll tell you what should have happened. A DC judge has ruled that a man who smokes medicinal marijuana, there's our first mistake. What do you mean medicinal marijuana? We know why you're smoking marijuana. It ain't medicinal. I'll tell you why you're smoking marijuana.
1: It's to get high, man. That's why you're smoking the weed, man.
0: Come on. A D.C. judge has ruled that a man who smokes medicinal marijuana in his apartment must stop after a neighbor complained that the odor from his marijuana crept into her home and caused a nuisance. What, can't you go buy some Febreze? A Glade plug-in? I don't like what you're doing, so I have to ruin it. All right. Well, you know right away that the neighbor next door who's complained that the judge ruled in favor of has to be an awful person just based on the name alone josepha ippolito shepherd there's no one in the history of the earth been josepha ippolito shepherd who hasn't been a huge pain in the ass like that you know you're getting a huge pain in the ass wait what's the name of the new neighbor josepha ippolito shepherd doesn't sound cool just doesn't sound cool by the way, did you notice the performance? I looked over here as if I were talking to someone, asking a question. This is a full performance on the YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, hold on. I got to get this down. There you go. Um, anyways, Judge Ebony Scott ruled Monday this week that while Josepha Ippolito Shepherd could not prove she is entitled to damages, which she also tried to get, the smell is a private nuisance. And Scott ordered Thomas Cackett to stop smoking. Thomas Cackett is the smoker here in this story. Scott said that Cackett is licensed to buy marijuana, but he does not possess a license to disrupt the full use and enjoyment of one's land. Indeed, the public interest is best served by eliminating the smoke nuisance and the toxins as it deposits into the air. Toxins that involuntary smokers have no choice but to inhale, Scott writes in her decision. All right. So you're not inhaling cigarette smoke if the guy next door is smoking weed. You might not like the smell. It might be a little skunky. But come on. You're in no health danger. You're in no immediate danger at all, Josepha Ippolito Shepard. But look. Weed can stink. There's ways around that, by the way. And this is where Cackett, who has now been banned from smoking at his address or within 25 feet of Ippolito Shepard's address, should have called Uncle Damon because there is something that people who have been partaking for as long as I have know about. And it's called a Spoof. Does this guy not know what a spoof is? I'm not even kidding. My roommate and I in college, Roman Mendez, we used to have a spoof hanging from the ceiling. Hanging from the ceiling. Damon, what is a spoof? Hey, Damon,
1: what's a spoof? I'm glad you asked. A spoof is when you take an empty cardboard toilet paper tube, you put one dryer sheet... On the end of it, you put a rubber band around that dryer sheet, and then in the co- in the toilet paper tube, you stuff more dryer sheets in it. You can use whatever dryer sheets you want. You want gain? Go with gain, man! You want snuggles? Who doesn't like snuggles? Who doesn't like snuggles? Go with that. You put it all in the tube, you blow you smoke your weed, you blow it through the tube, and it comes out smelling like laundry. Good God.
0: These kids don't know. These kids don't know. Get a spoof. And that's how we end this Friday broadcast. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you very, very much. If you're here on YouTube, we'll hop right into Club Plus here and read your comments. I would imagine the spoof section inspired many comments. So we're going to get to that. Thank you so much for tuning in all this week. We'll be back on Monday with another podcast. We'll be dropping some videos and some things over the weekend as well for you to enjoy. So thank you, as always, for stopping on by. Damon Bruce. Plus, not Damon Bruce, spoof. Damon Bruce, plus, thank you very, very much. And please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.